Rose We talk about shit we stole Hey, it's rage and pillage Interviewing all the players Every place we filled it Reminiscing on the days That we made it Killing early No chill, man Got the Viking mindset Bring the minds to your buildings Leaving fire behind us A reminder We drink till the drink diminish Give a fuck what you think Came to rage and pillage Rage and Pillage podcast, Tuesday night. We're back on Tuesdays, finally. Um, Boom! I'm back drinking beer. It's carb-free beer, so I'm, I'll am i suck a dick right after the show per Ralph. Uh, <laughs> my, my, yeah, my, next, uh, my next protein drink is going to be Semon. It's a French drink. Oh, <laughs> got right to the mouth. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just, just swimmers down the old gullet. Uh, hey. Ralph is back. Fan favorite. Fucking, you're a regular now. I don't know. I don't I know. We privileged. we got to come up with a cool name for regular. I think there's only two people, you and Rob. So we got to come up with regular, like a cool nickname or some such shit. Uh, but, uh what about like a rager? A rager? Yeah, I'm into that. Okay, we'll write that down. That's yeah. on the list. We're gonna we're gonna think of more. That's on yeah. the list. I'm not mad at rager. A rage yeah. rager. Dope. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not real good at wordplay, Yuma. So, <laughs> how the fuck you been, brother? Dude, uh, life has been good, man. A lot of lot of shit's been going on since. When was the last time I, I was here? I, it was like, I, well, it was you, me, and Roach. I think it was in what, September. Were you, had you, you already September? headed off to LA by the by that show, or and came back? No, I hadn't gone out yet. So let's uh, talk LA. How'd that fucking go, bro? Uh, I mean, I could fucking pack a bag and move that's how Dude. that's how it went i mean i i i heard this on another show and it's so fucking true like you know how when you when you leave lax you went in and into lax right yeah okay so when you're leaving you got to go through like compton inglewood all that shit right like uh well not f- <laughs> no i was staying more on like the north end of la like over but, in sherman oaks but you don't drive through it like on the way there no, no. So Inglewood, Compton, that's like South Central. I was like North. Okay, I, I was staying. Okay, all right. Yeah, so whatever. Okay, I drove through that area, right? Yeah. And uh, I remember thinking like, it's not that bad. And then I heard somebody no. else, like some, some other people like from, from New York. They're like, dude, I've lived in some shitty parts of New York. These motherfuckers got palm trees. What the fuck are they bitching about? You know? Yeah, Yeah, pretty much. I remember thinking like, they, uh, they, it's not terrible. You know, you point out the bars on the windows, but other than that. And that's the thing, like in New York, yo, if you're on the first floor of the basement, you've got bars in the windows to begin with. And most of the houses over there, they're, they're houses. Nice. Like, like, yeah. I mean, like three, four bedrooms. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's not that bad. I mean, I only have a three bedroom house, and I'm sure that they're all about the same size as my house. Location's probably not great, but you know. Yeah, I I just I so I drove my first night. I was in L.A. um, My second night, uh, I had shows out in Bellflower, and that uh, shout out to the stand up comedy club. Uh, Those guys are great. Is that that the name of it? Yeah, stand up. Uh, yeah, that's what it was called. The, nice. Yo, let me tell you, dude, this is how dope this spot was. Each booth, each like of the VIP booths that they have in the back of the room are all geared around one like famous comedian. So like you had 
Harlan's Corner. You had Rickles. No shit. Uh, Rodney. Um, um, oh, God. I'm looking at her name. Uh, Joan Rivers, Phyllis Diller. Like, all these famous comedians. All-time greats. No shit. And, like, they had a big picture of them. And then, like, little mem- things, like, little bits of, like, memorabilia. That would have been all- cool to check out. Yeah, that it was been... uh, it was dope, dude. Um, first show was was Comedy Juice, and I don't know if you know. Com- there's like, dude, I fucked up. I only went to like when I went to L.A. My only thing was I have to go to the comedy store because I know the history and all that shit. Yeah. I have to go there, but I didn't go to any other ones. That's that. I it was my uh, my anniversary, so I'm having to do all the stuff my wife wanted to do. But I was just like, one night we have to go to the comedy store. But yeah. dude, if I ever go back, I'm I'm going on my own terms. You know, (laughs) yeah, yeah. I'll tell you, that's the dope part. Like, I don't know what what traveling is like for you, but like for me, it it was the same, just about the same distance between certain clubs. Like, if I was on the train or if I was out there in a car. So yeah, traffic was a motherfucker, bro. Yeah, so it's so crazy because like half the time you could avoid, you could take the side streets and avoid the highway because everybody's on the highway. Yeah. You know, so if you're just like side streets, you just cut through everything. Um, but yeah, dude, the 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 what is it? The 101, the 10, and the 405 is just straight just fucking gridlock. It's shit show, dude. I was three hours to go 10 miles or some shit. That was oh that's yeah. the that's what sucks about LA. If you if you're living if you're living like where all the shit's happening, you can walk or scooter everywhere, that's cool, but yeah. We're we're trying to sightsee and we were losing half a day to travel, you know. It was Yeah. I uh dude, I would spend I'm a big like be- I love the beach. Yeah. Uh, I love the beach. I don't know, I love the beach, but like I I like to meditate on the beach. So like I went to Santa Monica twice and then I had a meeting up in Santa Barbara, so I went to the beach up that way. They weren't um, crowded. No, surprisingly, yeah, fucking I, cold. I went. Water no, was oh, the, that was cold. the coldest ocean I've ever, ever touched. I grew up in Florida, and I was like, okay, I've been in the ocean a million times. God damn it, <laughs> it's yeah. fucking cold. Dude. Yeah. But yeah. uh, dude, but I went to what is it? Uh, Venice. Yep. It was yeah. a shit show, dude. It was a million yeah. fucking people. Yeah, uh, Venice. You have the. Uh, I think that's right next to like. The Santa Monica Pier, yeah, like all that stuff down there. Yeah, so I, that was about the biggest touristy thing I did was go to the Santa Monica Pier. And yo, as a New Yorker, I was just like, "All right, great." Check. Is is that your first time in LA? Yes and no. It was my first time for stand up. It was my second time there. But the last time I was there was in November of. Uh, 2001. So, like, right after 9 11. Oh, so nothing was and, cool then. Everybody was still sad. So, <laughs> well, <laughs> this is the thing, though. This is how crazy it was. Um, the girl that I was dating at the time, her aunt, uh, was like some big exec at like a market research company. So, uh, we stayed at her place in Beverly Hills. Nice. We drove. Uh, well, my my ex, uh, she I, I did not get to drive at all. My ex drove. Yo, what the fuck is here? What's up? 
What a ragtag bunch we got here on the phone. I think we're talking. We're, we're talking about your neck of the woods right now. We're talking about when we were visiting L.A. Oh uh, well, that's where I live. It's not where I'm from. I'm actually from where? Uh, Rafa, you in New York? Yeah, you're uh, a Queens guy, right? I am. I'm from Queens. I'm from Ridgewood. No shell, right next door. Yeah. Oh, dude, we're like <laughs> Are you from? Are you from Astoria? No, nah, I grew up in uh, in a hippie town upstate called New Paltz. Okay. Oh, yeah. my nephew went to school up there. Yeah. Uh, g- fucking great weed, man. Great weed. <laughs> uh, you get that everywhere now. Hold on, I gotta know before we move on. Is that behind you real? Yeah, man. This is. I'm. I'm, I'm doing this phone. This. Uh, this podcast from my office. Oh, that's shit. your office. Damn. Yeah, am, believe it or not, I'm the CFO of a company. They fucked up and control the purse strings. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. I won't say the name of the company, so I won't get them in trouble. Yeah. Wow. I fucking, That's I, uh, awesome. I never, I didn't, I didn't think many comics um, had like big boy jobs. Like that's fucking great. Well, that's the thing that I didn't have. I wasn't working for well, the first. Yeah. I mean, I started working this year. So it's my seventh year in comedy. It's my first six years. I, uh, I wasn't working. I, I had gotten a sweet deal where they bought the company I was working for and they bought me out of my equity. And it was like, yeah, a couple years worth of salary that I stretched out for a long time, but obviously Hell the yeah. pandemic cleaned me out as did many other comics. So I had to go back into the workforce. Yeah. Dude, I got yeah. a, I got a buddy of mine as an Austin comic shout out Dean Stanfield, but he got into the, uh, he got into the, the Bitcoin shit early. Oh, good. For and him. when, and when it blew up, he sold a bunch of shit and dude, he's just been living off that cash for a minute. Well, that's the thing about a Ponzi scheme. You got to get in early and out early. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all that fucking bullshit is. I, I can't. I can't tell you how many comics told me they're like, "Oh, Randy, you should really get into crypto." I'm like, "Dude, they pay you in drink tickets and fucking chicken nuggets." I, I'm not taking financial advice from. Did you not buy any? No, I, Did, I don't know anything about it. I, I don't yeah, either. Like, but I bought one, and I only had it for about a day. But I knew it was going to hit that Robinhood app, right? Oh, and okay. fucking. Uh, and whenever it hit, n- there's a bunch of people just like me who were buying the fuck out of it because it was new. And yeah. fucking within three hours, I made like fifteen hundred bucks. So I was like, "Done, that's all I needed." I spent nice. ten bucks, you know, good to nice. go, you know. Yeah. Well, also at that time, it was the middle of the pandemic, and I wasn't like, I mean, I know it came out before that, but you know, when I, I wasn't about to take my stimmy check and put it in there. True. Right. You know, I'd rather buy mushrooms and weed. How do, how <laughs> dope were the stimulus oh. checks? Those were fucking fire. Oh man, getting nine hundred dollars a week not to do shit. I wish. Fucking sick, dude. The good but, old days, man. Yeah. Fuck, baby, to stay home still. I don't want to go back out there. It's scary. I know. I know. <laughs> Bring back those. Although, although I, I mean, I, I'll be honest. I missed uh, doing the road. I mean, we did Texas and Florida, like any state that was open, we we hit, but. You know, I mean, I'm used to going out three, four weekends a month and cutting that down to, you know, one weekend at best a month was fucking tough. All right. So here I asked this to a lot of the comics that, you know, especially in the in the shutdown. I'm in Houston, by the way. So um, so nice. we didn't have the shutdown like y'all did. But uh, ever do stand up in the bed of a pickup? Yes. Nice. OK, that's the one yeah. that I always want to know, like, because there's some stars that were doing shit in the bed of pickups. Oh my God. You know? people, were playing, people were playing the forest. I mean, like literally just, I, I played a basketball, a basketball court in Venice on, on like a fucking milk crate. It's just so desperate. Just anything you know, to get and, the and, itch. And, and yeah. I'm not the famous, most famous comic in the world, but I also wasn't the most famous comic on that lineup. Which I was surprised <laughs> there to get fucking legitimate people out to that show. Yeah, I, I remember seeing, I saw, what brought that question, I saw a picture of Michael Che in oh, the yeah. bed of a pickup in New York. And I was like, 
God damn, they had the itch bad. Everybody had the itch bad, I guess. Shit. Oh my God. I know guys playing subway cars because uh, I did a bunch of shows with Stand Up New York and they were doing them. They were just like doing pop up shows in subway cars. Yeah. It was, it was like, a, kind of like, the, uh, like those homeless street performers. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I saw, I w- they were. Showing, they were putting up clips of these fucking shows. I was like, uh uh-uh, uh, no, that's like, I, I can't go into the line. Well, dude, I'll tell you the ones that really sucked that I hated was the uh, the Zoom shows. Yeah. Like, I, I, podcast over Zoom totally works, right? Because the conversation that totally mm-hmm. works. But when you're like trying to flip screens to see laughter because yeah. people are on mute, it's like uh, this, uh, your timing's all off. Yeah, as a, yeah, as a comic, I didn't think about it. You feel like an asshole. <laughs> I didn't think about it from the comics point of view. That had to have been fucking rough. It was. Oh yeah. My yeah. least my least favorite type of show show is comedy over Zoom. But some guys made a ton of money doing that. No shit. Well, think about it, man. They, I mean, they were like selling you know four or five hundred tickets, but they weren't flying anywhere, so they're getting basically the same money with zero expenses. Oh, shit, I didn't think about. It. I mean, I just imagine the. Let's just say, let's just say there's five hundred people in the Zoom call, right? Mm-hmm. And half of them have a, or let's say a, a third of them have a shitty internet connection. You're going to get delayed laughter. Oh, it's going to be all fucked off. You know, that was the biggest problem. They're just trying to time. Like, when do I start the next joke? Yeah. Cause like oh, everyone would hear it at a different time. So I'm like trying to gauge when like that laughter crescendoed. And of course, most people had their shit on mute because they were bullshit and talking around in their living room or whatever. So like, you know, I just had to go on like facial gestures. <laughs> It's a fucking mime chat. Hell yeah. Exactly. So oh, yeah. I had a, fucking, a weird Tourette's tick. I was fucking up in my, the start of my next joke. Now, us three right here, like, let's just say you're an audience member. Are you going to try to do something to make the comic laugh? I mean, for sure, my fat ass is not going to be wearing a shirt. You're just going to see my tits on screen. It's going to be great. Fucking- uh, I mean, being a comic, I wouldn't do it. But if I was just a regular lay person, I would totally would do something weird. I'd, I'd, I'd have something probably very offensive or just strange like behind me like just, instead of like a wallpaper like i don't i don't know what i'd have but it would be fucking weird just a clan yeah. hood just fucking like, like, <laughs> smurf, like a smurf gangbang or something hell like yeah that. dude this is a confederate huh? flag that works because they don't know do it like that that dude on cnn jeffrey tubin who just started beating off in the middle of a zoom call with his, with other employees on the line <laughs> like, oh, I didn't know my camera was on. It's like, yeah, but is you know, you still only had a phone call, man. Is that you the one where he pulled the fucking lotion out and all that shit? Oh, I mean, he like was full on beating off. He got That's fucking fired over. Dude. Hilarious. Yeah. I, was like, I was like, oh, I didn't know the camera was on. Like, yeah, but <laughs> even if you were on a audio only call, can't that wait for the twenty for the call to end in twenty minutes before you start rubbing one out? Like, <laughs> it's like a really weird time to need to do it. Dude, that reminds me of that that one. It still makes me laugh every time where the guy had the cat filter on. Oh, and he's yeah, like, in the courthouse? Yeah, I'm not a cat. Yeah. I assure oh. you, I'm not a cat. <laughs> Fucking As if the judge thought a cat could talk, dude. dude. If the judge thought a cat could talk, he, he'd spend more time trying to catch that cat, dude. Be he, was, gazillionaire. He, was, he was from he the South. The he had to have been from the South if he thought it was real. Um, <laughs> Fucking. Did you ever make it down to Houston, man? Uh, yeah, man, I did riot. Uh, I think nice. earlier this year in like February, and it was a ton of fun. Uh, I want to come back. The guys who run that are great. Um, I, and I also did the secret group a couple of years ago. I don't know if they're still going on. But they are. I mean, a ton of good, uh, Texas is one of my favorite uh, states to play in, man. We do Dallas, Fort Worth, San Antonio, Austin. So like Dude. all those towns are great. So I've, I've never had 
uh, a bad time doing any show anywhere in Texas. I always beg all the comedians to come here because everybody just wants to go to Austin now. It's the fucking spot. Yeah, I mean, that's the hot spot. Austin, I feel like Austin's a little bit overrated. One, because it like was cool, but now that everyone knows that it's cool, it's like fucking passe. It's it's it's, Dude, it's horse shit now. Yeah, it's and also I, it seems like everyone, like all the all the people I that were kind of like filler here in LA moved to Austin. So LA got better by picking up some of our trash. <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, like, like I like LA more now that people left and went to Austin. <laughs> I, I was I was thinking that the other day when I when I I saw some sort of a list or something of all the LA comics that made it to Austin. I was like. God damn, who's left? Now everybody gets a chance to come up now over there. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the thing. I mean, there's more wiggle room there. But also, I, even on like the lower levels, man, I know. So I started comedy in Boston back in 20, the end of 2016. And I knew like open micers that were in Boston, like, I'm going to move to Austin. It's like, dude, Joe Rogan is not going to see you at the at the fucking three minute open mic and say, yep, you're the next guy and just pluck you out of obscurity. Joe Rogan does. Joe well, Rogan isn't exactly the only tastemaker either. You know what I mean? <laughs> just like. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're better off coming up through the ranks at a place wherever you get the most stage time. Yeah. And if all the comics move to Austin, it's going to limit your stage time, right? I mean, like, it, just by default, all those slots are going to get filled by everyone coming in. So I, I just re- recommend to any young comic, stick to where you can get the most stage time. And when you're ready, then move to a bigger city where you can sort of spread your wings a little bit more. So you went from New York to Boston, then you started comedy in Boston. Yep. Okay, how'd you end yep. up in fucking L.A.? Uh, so I've been, I've been open on the ro- I've been opening on the road for Jeff die for like five years. Nice. Now. Nice. Okay. Um, and he, as soon as I started going on the road with him, he's like, you should move to LA. You should move to LA. I'm like, ah, I don't know, man. I did like things were going well in Boston. You know, I was comfortable. I was just kidding. I mean, I was like 15 months in when he started taking me on the road. And then finally my second year on the road, he's like, all right, man, like, what's the reason? Why aren't you coming to LA? And I'm like, ah, you know, I, I, I'm going to be, it's either going to be LA or New York. And you know, uh, obviously I'm more familiar with New York being a, being a born and raised New Yorker, but my big thing was like, yes, I told him, I was like, dude, I don't, I don't really, you know, I don't know if I'll vibe with the people. I mean, LA is obviously gorgeous. People can be a little weird, this, that, and the other. And he's like, well, listen, dude, you trust me, right? I'm like, yeah. He's like, I'll introduce you to my friends. Like nice. they're regular, the other comics, regular people, key grips and directors and people have real fucking jobs, guys who work in the video game industry or in, you know, uh, like costume design, shit like that. Um, so it, it you know, I got the sense that everyone in LA was like an actor. And the problem with actors and actresses is that they don't know how to be real people. They're not to act like somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. Like they can act normal. They don't know how to be normal, you know? And, and that was a big thing for me. Once I got out of here, you know, I made a good group of friends, uh, you know, thanks to Jeff. And I met some other people just completely outside of the industry that I became very close friends with. Uh, so, you know, I settled in nicely. So yeah, it's fucking the, the worst show I ever had on this fucking podcast was an LA guy. Like I still haven't aired it. I'm not okay. gonna, yeah, we'll but go. but we won't name names. We won't name names. Not going to. <laughs> yeah. But when you stop the stream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, it, it was what you're talking about. It's it's like I have this image. I have to. There was no just spitballing. You know, shit talking. None of that. He was worried about what people were gonna think. And Dude, I say wild, I say wild shit on here. Okay, so you know, Ralph recommended you. He said you're funny as shit. I checked you out. And I was like, okay. Yeah, I mean, I'll, play, yeah, I'll say whatever's on my mind. Yeah. That's the thing about people in LA, man. I tell this to my friends back back east. You know, they ask me like, oh, "Well, what's it like?" I'm like, "LA is, you know, physically it's beautiful, and it would be perfect if I could move everyone from New York to LA, everyone in LA into the fucking ocean. 
Uh, <laughs> because I don't know how Southern California had got this vibe. It's like, whoa, we're so laid back and chill. They're the most uptight people I've ever met in my entire life. Yeah. They're the hardest audiences I play, they look around to see if they're allowed to laugh at, at a joke instead of just laughing. You know, like, you know, what would my friends think if I laughed at this joke? That, that should not be going through your head when you're sitting at a comedy show. If it strikes you as funny, you should just laugh. So, and, and there is a lot of that. People, they can't laugh at themselves. Like you were saying, you know, back east, we call it breaking balls. You just you know, right. give each other shit. You can't do that to a lot, of, a lot of people in LA because they take it personally. Like, no, no, man, I'm just fucking with you. I'm teasing you. Like, calm you're down. You're like, fucking you got, weak. You got to kind of soft pedal it for these fucking people out here. It's, uh, it's, it, if you, if you cut your teeth in Boston, that's a little bit more harder as well. Right. it's, it's a, oh yeah. I mean, it, Boston has a long, long history of a comedy. I mean, all, you know, many of the greats that are working today, Rogan, Burr, Fitzsimmons, Patrice when, O'Neill. When I, mean, I think of, when I think of shit there. talkers out of Boston, I always think of Robert Kelly. Robert Kelly. He, he makes yeah, me I mean, laugh my dick off, man. He's yeah, funny. I mean, bro. going back, fucking, you know, talk, t- talking shit. Mark Maron, he talks a lot of shit. Yeah, he, started yeah. Boston. he also, he's, he <laughs> yeah, turned into an yeah, LA guy. Way, but he talks he, a lot of shit. He turned into Why a not? complaining LA guy, though. Let's yeah, be honest. Yeah, you know? I mean, <laughs> so like, there's a deep history in Boston. I was glad I started there. And, and I mean, for an open micer in Boston, shit, dude, I was doing two or three shows a night uh, from the oh, first yeah. time I started, you know, for three, four straight years that I, that I was out there doing it. And, uh, I mean, like I said, that's what you want. You want the stage time at the end of the day. So here's a question. Okay. So preface, I have not stepped on stage for a single second right now. I've, okay. I have a goal of by the end of the year, I'm going to do my first open mic. Nice. Now in Houston, an open mic starts at goddamn midnight. Is that normal? Uh, yeah, dude. I mean, that's, it, it, it depends. Usually, usually they'll start, they'll be like, you know, an eight, 10 and midnight show. I feel like is what they kind of roll with. I don't know, Ralphie, if, if that's the case. I mean, in New York, it's fucking from 3 p.m. to 3 a.m. You can go. Okay. Yeah, pretty so, much. Yeah. So, um, I mean, the earliest, yeah, the earlier the mic, the sadder the, the, sadder the comics. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah for sure. Cool with them. Uh, but, uh, I, but midnight's not too bad. You know, I, I, like it, it, midnight will get you the drunk crowd if there is, you know, civilians in the audience. Uh, I've done many a show where it's just a comic, but that's the thing about Boston, too. Like, Boston had a lot, a lot of fucking bar shows, man. So like they'd just be a bar and they would, we would just start performing and like the patrons wouldn't even know that an open mic. Oh, no shit. <laughs> so you'd like interrupt their, you'd interrupt the fucking Bruins game with your bullshit and they'd be throwing things at you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, shut the fuck up. Like I'm in the middle of a punchline. It's like that kind of thing. I, guess, I mean, um, I guess it'd but, be a, this would be a question for both of you. Where's the weirdest place y'all ever did comedy? What's the oddest place? great question i um I'll, I'll shoot first i did one at a rave in the desert nice did a show at a rave in the desert i've done one at a drag show uh, i mean you i'm into that doing it in venice beach park on a basketball court during the pandemic was pretty fucking bizarre i mean i'm so pathetic man like i, <laughs> I feel like a lot of comics starting out like that or if you, if you just love it like if there's a spot to do i'll do it even if it's a shit gig it's like ah, even if it sucks It'll be a funny story. You know, like, I'll, I'll go and do it. You know, like, hell yeah. Care. Hell yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I guess play off of what Randy said before the saddest show, um, a Zoom show. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, who's the sad boy? Not me. Not me. I love Zoom. It was great. <laughs> uh, no, I think for me, the weird, by far the weirdest show I ever did. Uh, I mean, there's honestly, you get to a certain point after, you know, I mean, after like eight years, you're just like, these, it's, you just try to block them out. Um, I did a divorce show. Uh, oh, I did wow. a divorce party. I was hired 
by the wife to roast her ex-husband who wasn't even there. Oh, that's so weird. <laughs> yeah, it was it was just me. No other comment. She was like, I just I just want you just. I don't know. Just go up and tell your jokes. So what does she do? Just like she was trying to backdoor fuck you, my man. No, no doubt. Yeah. Well, if you <laughs> saw her new boyfriend, who was definitely mobbed up, um, <laughs> yo, this is. I could tell. Like you live in New York long. Like you're. If you if you move to New York, you can tell after a while. Like growing up here, you just oh, see sure. so much shit. This dude had a Brooklyn, and this is a, definitely a stereotype at first, and it. it I, I don't mean it to be. He had such he had the thickest Brooklyn accent I've ever heard, and then pulled out a knot that would choke a fucking mule. Oh, and yeah. just started peeling off 20s and 50s and go, Hey, you made me fucking laugh. You made me <laughs> laugh. You made me yeah. spit out my drink. He has some extra money for you. Yeah, just- he owned a landfill in New Jersey. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. What what they say on Sopranos? Like, I'm in sanitation. What does he say? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm a waste management. <laughs> waste management. That's what it is. Waste management. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's... That was definitely by far. Yo, the 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 playhouse that her kids had was half the size of my fucking one bedroom New York City apartment. Oh my god. Dude, that, I had that, I had yeah. a I had a boss for one of the companies that I worked for and his kids like treehouse was air conditioned. I was like, you gotta be fucking kidding me, dude. It was fucking like You could tell a contractor built it. It was really fucking nice. Not the bullshit I made as a kid. And it had a fucking, it had AC, like not, not an AC unit tubing from the ground from an AC unit that was on a little slab, you know, it was fucking ridiculous. Like full HVAC situation. Jesus, dude. One time, one time I went out to, uh, so, you know, Terry Bradshaw, the yeah. NFL great. Uh, he had a big, big horse ranch out in Oklahoma. One time I went out to his ranch and he had like, a, like next to the main house, there was like a little gated area with what I thought was like, like a fun house for kids, like for his grandkids or something. And then I saw the dogs running around in there. He's no. like, Terry, what is that? He's like, oh, no, that's the dog's house. He's got like eight dogs, <laughs> two stories. Had like ramps to get the second story and shit. They had a pool that the dogs had their own fucking pool. No shit. Unreal, dude. That's that's white to the umpteenth power. Fucking that's the you know what's the whitest thing you can do? A little white trashy. I mean, you you know, it's a dog, dude. You should just leave it outside. You don't. They don't need. (laughs) Yeah, that hurt. That hurts my feelings that those dogs have a better life than I do. Easily, (laughs) easily better life than I do. Not even close. did y'all did y'all see uh, Michael Irving shitting on his kid yesterday? Oh, I think oh so. I no. guess his I guess his what? kid's a rapper, right? And he's on fucking ESPN talking about my son is talking about like he's from the streets. You grew up in a gated community. Threw out his rap name, fucking everything. Wow. Just put his son on blast on ESPN. I was like, you gotta I be fucking kidding me, bro. <laughs> fucking yeah. time, dude. Maybe Tom Hanks should have done it to his fucking kid. That oh, yeah, he's got the one kid who's a decent actor, the other one who's a fucking menace. Fucking white boy summer, dude. That's one of the greatest music videos ever fucking made. Have you seen this, Ralph? What? No. Dude. I, I thought he only had the one kid. The one nah, that was- he's he's got a wigger kid, dude. It's really bad. Colin, Colin Hanks, I think, or something. No, shit. Chet Not Hanks. Bad. Chet Can Hanks. we still say that word, by the way? I say it hard. I'm in Texas, dude. It's okay. You're over there in, in Blueville. Yeah. You can say wigger with a hard R. In Texas. Yeah, it's, it's a wigger, you know. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a fucking wigger kid for sure. Fucking, uh, yeah. He's head, 
Hanks? Chet, Chet Hanks, dude. I think, but oh, it yeah, was so it's, it's Chet. What? So his son Colin is the actor, and Chet is like that, you know, uh, oh, the hip hop oh. wannabe. And I don't know how you become a hip hop artist named like fucking Chet. You <laughs> yeah. know, like, I think you're precluded from hip hop when you when they name you Chet. Let me see yeah, if I can. I feel like Chet is Chet is short for Chester. Uh, oh my God, the Chester Chester Cheeto, baby, Chester Cheeto. <laughs> uh, yeah, this dude. Yo, I'm looking go, at dog. Yeah, yeah, dude. This kid looks awful. This what is he not a rapper, dude. He should be thankful that his dad is Tom Hanks and just shut up. He's got a video called "White Boy Summer," dude. Dude, he looks like somebody that's gonna get shanked in prison. I'll, I'll break the YouTube rules for this <laughs> because it makes me laugh so fucking. Hard. Where the fuck is it? White Boy Summer, is this it? Recordings just God damn out. it. All right, ignore this, everybody. Constant with the ads. Local recordings. Oh, no. Where's the video, bitch? Oh, they might have pulled it, dude. get a bag, these bitches want to take it from me. Take it from He goes by Chetty Hanks. That's even worse than Chet. I fucked that one up. Okay. I've been drinking. Chetty Hanks. He sounds like an Indian fucking 7-Eleven order with that name, Chetty Hanks. Oh, where's the video? He does it. He does it with the I. C H E T I. Yeah, exactly. A E D I. Chetty Hanks. Uh, dude, they pulled the video. They definitely did. I'm sure he oh, dropped wait, an N bomb or something. They Wait, these are people reacting. Oh, it's always a reaction video. God damn it. Okay, well, just know it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I bet. What a loser. Um, but yeah. He's a tatted head to toe, and I think there's a picture of who's who's a. What do you think that is, though? You think that's like his ego talking that like he wants to be his own man, so he's gonna like shun the fact that he's Hollywood royalty. Yeah, like, being great, you fucking like you're so unthankful for how good your life is. Like people, of course, are gonna hate you if you're turning your back on how and how good you got it. Well, I mean. I mean, isn't isn't his pops in some sort of weird like right wing conspiracy right now? His dad? Yeah, Tom Hanks. Like, I mean, they, I, they're they're claiming that he's like some sort of a pedophile. That's why he's. Oh, that, I mean, that's everyone in Hollywood. Well, man. he now he, he has like Greek citizenship. He moved. He moved out. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Ooh. Like the, a, after the whole after the whole Epstein shit. I was going to say, was he on Epstein Island? Well, I. That's the rumor. I don't know the fuck. You know. It's what the, do you think Epstein Island sold for after he left? Do you think you get an island at a discount? Not enough. Have you seen no, it? It's I beautiful. It was, I think it got more expensive. <laughs> I want really? I think it got more expensive just because, like, yo, if you're rich, why wouldn't you buy some weird fuck? Like, all right, dude. Imagine you have a billion dollars. All right. Like, I'm not there. talking to you right now. If I do, but okay. <laughs> So assuming we wouldn't know each other at all, but okay. okay. I got the number. I got the number. How much it sold for? All right. How much? Oh, no, no, no. Let's f- finish your thing, Ralph, and then okay. I'll drop this no, bomb. Say, on like, you. yo, if I was loaded, if I had like monopoly kinds of money, I would want to buy. Anybody can buy a painting, and you could buy a Van Gogh, a Picasso, but like buying some weird fucked up shit. Like, I'm not saying I would buy Epstein Island by any means. Yeah, but like. Yo, buying some fucking goofy, weird shit. Like, that's what, that's yeah. what it means to be rich. Just have that fuck you money. Yeah, I, I hear you on that. But I feel like a, something like Epstein Island ha- like, has a uh, it, it has a negative connotation worse than, like, 
you know, uh, buying like a haunted house. Because a haunted house, at least you can like, oh, let's do tours and maybe I'll see a ghost. It's like you buy Epstein Island. It's like, all right, what do you like? It's always going to be known as Epstein Island. What do you um, give tours? Like this is where Bill Clinton sodomized a young woman. Yeah. Prince Andrew, you know, held the girl captive for a week. Like, what the fuck are you going to do? What if it was a really <laughs> nice resort, fellas? What if it was a really nice resort? Rich yeah. people tours, though. Because it, like it, it just sold for $60 million by by uh, Stephen Deckoff to cre- uh, create a luxury resort. Sixty million. Sixty million. That's it. I would have thought. That's what I'm saying. Way I think you got it at a discount. See, that, that's the thing too. Like, to be fair, even if I was a billionaire, if I can get a hundred million dollar property at sixty, I'm buying it for sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm buying it. I'll, I'll knock down all the, the buildings, put up new ones, so people don't even can't recognize it anymore. You know, put a but, new runway, level out the place, so people can't tell like what, what happened where. Do you think those those extravagant buildings add a little value though? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I I feel like if you, I don't know if I don't know if I I don't know if Valerio is Jewish, but he had like a whole okay, he had a whole Jewish situation with the whole like gold top building and all that shit, right? Oh my god! Yeah, so he had like a whole. Is it a synagogue? That what it's called? Yeah, yeah, synagogue. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't want to say anything wrong. I pissed off some Muslims with one of my YouTube videos the other day. So <laughs> I mean, they're very excitable people. I don't know if you've seen what's going on in the news lately. Dude, they're all peace and love. I don't know what anybody's told you, but all peace and love. Okay. You know, <laughs> yeah. I, you know what, you know what bothers me about the whole thing? Everyone has to take a stand. I Dog. stand with this. I stand with that. I fucking lay down. <laughs> Everything in life is better on my back. That's what I've learned. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's better than like, ass up like, for sure. Standing up, walking around doing shit is, is no, I'd, I'd rather be lying down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't stand with anybody. If you want to lie down with me, we can lie down on some shit. But I okay, I gotta take a break. I need a rest. <laughs> I, I have I have my thoughts on this. I have my thoughts on the situation, but they're my thoughts. I'm not saying I'm out into the ether. I'm oh, gonna yeah. well, make jokes though. Too, I'm you, gonna you make jokes. Now. Dude, they fucking walked out on Dave Chappelle the other night, and, no. and it's like it's like. Well, first of all, that's that. Listen, Dave Chappelle's obviously one of the greatest to ever do it. But at some point, he's going to have to take responsibility for the controversy that he stokes. It's like, you know, like when he when he did a third special in a row talking about trans people, it's like, all right, dude, now, now you're stepping on old material. At this point. <laughs> yeah. Can we move on? You know, like <coughs> if, if you're going to bring up a war that happened three days ago, of course, somebody in the audience is going to be upset. Someone's going to be on this side. Someone's going to be on that side. And, and you, no, not everyone's going to be happy. You know, so it's like one of those things like you don't expect. Sorry, just waving back. On my <laughs> I was just waving back. I'm friendly. I'm from I'm from the south, yeah. dude. There's no idea. I'm over, I'm over here just trashing both sides of the Middle East war. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I have my thoughts, and I don't preach it all out there and shit. But I do agree what you're saying about Chappelle, though. That last yeah. special got a little preachy. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, that's the other thing too. That's why I, to this day, dude, I think the best special since he came back, in my personal opinion, is still his first one, Deep in the Heart of Texas. Because that was just straight fucking hammer, straight club jokes. There was no, there was no like uh, message. Yeah. He wasn't trying to educate anybody on anything. He wasn't like tiptoeing around a political subject. It was just whatever the funny thing to say is, I'm going to say it. And go back and watch it, man. That's 13 years worth of fucking club jokes that he unleashed in one night, uh, you know, after taking 13 years off. And since then, he started talking about more topical stuff and getting, and getting a little more philosophical. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I just, I just like a fucking club set, man. You know, I like, I, I'm one of those guys, you know, just to, to make me, me laugh. I, I don't care how appropriate or inappropriate it is. Say the funniest thing you can say every minute you're up there. 
to me, I think he started eat. He started. Uh, how do you say it? Just believe in his own shit smell. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, so a little bit. I still think he's the goat, but he shouldn't tell me he's the goat. Oh, yeah. does that make sense? Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm a big believer in that, Burley. It's, it's one of those things. It's like if you're the shit, no one you you shouldn't have to say it. Should be undeniable. Like, everyone already knows. Yeah, but, should oh, be it's, undeniable. Yeah, yeah exactly. It, it, everybody knows the deal. Like, like if you have to, it's like you know, you see, Rich can say, "You know who my father is." If your father was that big of a shit. No, you wouldn't have to say that. You know, yeah. everyone knows who Donald Trump Jr.'s dad is. Everyone knows who fucking Hunter Biden's dad is. Right. Only if your dad isn't famous or, or powerful enough to have to say some dumb shit like that. You know, if you're the man, you don't have to go around saying it. Everyone just knows. You know, like No. Yeah. No shit. Well, I mean, OK, you guys are I don't know what your what your what your end goals are. Right. Is it is it. Is it fame or is it success? What's there's a difference, right? So what are y'all's end goal? That's dude, this is I am fucking great tonight, fellas. I'm asking great questions. God yeah, damn it. Usually it's I, I got an interest. I've thought about this. Usually it's dick and balls this. jokes for me. So but yeah, <laughs> I mean for me, I want to I want to hit it. I want to hit. I want success. And success for me doesn't have to be rich. It means that I can support myself, support my family. What do, what tour. about fame though? Fame versus success is a little bit different. Right. Fame. I think fame is overrated. I want to be able to go out and have a cup of coffee and not get dry humped by people that want to fucking autograph. Yeah. Right. I don't want yeah. people to hound me because of a joke I did seven years ago. You don't want to, uh, you don't want to be Mr. You don't want to be Mr. Hot Pocket. Sorry, Jim Gaffigan. <laughs> you know, no, I, yeah. I, uh, no, I don't. I honestly, I want to be, um, I just want to be me, man. That's yeah. a, I know that sounds corny as fuck. No, but I mean, like, but that's that's so like, yeah. I don't know. I mean, that, dude, that's the thing about fame. Like in our business, fame is connected to success, right? Because if you're very famous, you, you you generate a lot of money, right? General revenue wherever you go. So there's there's financial success that comes with that. Um, but you know, before I got into comedy, I was I was a banker and shit. And those guys are infinitely infinitely more rich and more wealthy than anyone I've met in L.A. But you don't know who they are, right? right? But, you know, you know, who's who's fucking, you know, Larry Fink. He's the fucking founder of BlackRock, the biggest asset management company in the world. You guys wouldn't know the fuck he was if he came up and slapped in the face. Exactly. But that guy is infinitely more powerful than any douchebag in Hollywood, including a lot of the studio heads. Yep. He finances them. But so I came out of that world. So, you know, it's having I think being rich is more enjoy, enjoyable than being famous because you have all of the best parts about being famous. You can pay for everything. You have all the money in the world. But you have anonymity. Uh, yeah. But I agree with Ralph in terms of my career. You know, I don't, I don't need to be Kevin Hart to be happy in this in this business, right? You know, I, my like, you know, I, I look up to guys more like you know a Joey Diaz or a Bill Burr or Patrice O'Neill. I mean, Bill Burr now is huge, but he wasn't when you know he was a, he was an overnight success after right. doing it for thirty years. But Patrice O'Neill, you know, like that guy, that guy put it great on the on the Ron and Fez show once years ago when I was listening to you know fucking internet radio mm -hmm. uh, back in like two thousand ten. I heard him say, he's like, look, he was talking to Ron. He's like, look, he's like, you know, I play in average rooms, like 300 people a room. Right. And there's 300 million people in the country. And if I do, you know, rooms with 300 people and I get one person to fuck with me out of that whole room, one person will spend $20 a year on something that I produce. If I do enough rooms around the country, I'll hit all 300 million people. That means I'll have a million people willing to spend $20, $20 on me a year. That means I'm making 20 million a year. 
That's you're fucking, not, yeah. not by any stretch of the imagination, you know, world famous like fucking Johnny Depp. But you're living very, very nice. Hell yeah. And you have your fans that fuck with the kind of shit that you wanted. You know, yeah. that's what I'm shooting for. Like, I don't, you know, I'm not doing this to get on a, a fucking movie set or to be on TV. I'm doing this because I want to build a fan base that likes what I do and comes and fucks with me. If it's know? offered, though, are you taking the movie deal? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> money, baby. You fucking crazy? How do you think I lost all this fucking weight, bro? Yeah, what are you, nuts, man? Yeah. Fucking for money? That's the other thing about money, man. People people have really unrealistic expectations about it. You know, people like, uh, uh, you know, I remember I was asking somebody, the other, someone was asking me, they were like, you know, oh, would you, you know, would you slap your mother for a million dollars? I was like, my mom would slap me if I didn't slap her for that million. You fucking... Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm gonna like, butter. I'm gonna butter bean the fuck out of her for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I remember I asked somebody one time. I was like, "Would you kill a homeless guy for a hundred million?" He goes, "No way." Like, even if you couldn't get caught, he goes, "Yeah, absolutely not." And I'm like, "What are you fucking stupid?" Like, okay, okay, that, that's enough money to change everyone's life around you that you love. You know what I'm saying? Like, you gotta wait. It, 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 it's called expected return. One dead life is worth fucking two hundred people's lives changed in my book. The, the you know? shit I did to homeless people as a teenager. Just for the shits for of free. it. Yeah. Shits and yeah. yeah. I, pray to, I pray to God I don't get canceled by association because of you two. <laughs> God <laughs> damn it. You guys, here's a great question for you guys. My buddy Nate Roscoe, comedian uh, out of Florida, he does this man on the street stuff and it's great. He, he, he's, uh, he's a good looking young cat and he'll ask like conservative people weird questions and liberal people weird questions to try and kind of box them into a corner. And one of my favorites that he did recently was he, he walked up to like a young girl on a college campus, like FIU or something. Yeah. He's like, uh, hey, man, can I ask you a question? He's like, sure. He's like, would you say the N-word to end world hunger? And she goes, oh, no, absolutely not. I'm like, what? Yeah. I'm dropping you know hard R's. You save if you said the N-word and could end world hunger? Dude, I was like, how many times? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, asked, I asked a friend of mine last night, and, and she goes, with a hard R, of course. Yeah, dude. I said, I'm glad there's not a camera. I'm glad there's not a mic in my car in traffic. I only say it to hurt black people's feelings. So yeah, yeah, dude. It's, it's, only when I'm, it's only when I'm angry, if that helps. Yeah, you I know? only say that if anger yeah <laughs> i never do it for comedy just when i'm angry yeah said jokes are mean guys jokes are mean <laughs> fuck but yeah the, the reason i thought of that was because i watched this little mini documentary about you know who's handled like success and fame in a crazy fucking way super well keanu fucking reeves yeah man yeah dude, that, he's, he's always in new york riding the subway and shit people don't even dude. bother him yeah, yeah he he is he has maintained that he doesn't want to be this you know tom if you look at who do you think makes more money? What when I looked this up, I don't know if it's the same. This was like two years ago. Will Smith, Tom Cruise, Keanu Reeves. Who do you think's got a bigger net worth? It's Keanu. Yeah, I mean, it's Keanu. Yeah, well, that's crazy. That, that, the Matrix franchise. He makes. I mean, he's like a producer on it, so he yeah, makes yeah, hundreds of millions every time a new one comes out. Oh, dude, he, you ever see what he gives his like the staff? Oh, he gives them like most of the fucking most of his actor salary. Like he'll get a salary for being an actor. And then he gets back end points on it, it and he'll just give away his whole salary. Gives I mean, like, away all of his, gives away all of his like acting salary. Also, he owns some sort of motorcycle company. I don't know shit about motorcycles, but he owns a motorcycle company, buys them all motorcycles, you know, just gives them all to him. Fucking the dude seems like a pretty fucking nice guy. Do you know? Dude, I mean, one of my favorite Hollywood stories has got to be um, George Clooney. So, George Clooney, you know, obviously, you know, world famous actor and all that, but 
He started a production company that was super su- successful. And then he got into the Casamigos thing and he made yeah. off of that. He made like $300 million. It was more but, than he ever but, made. But, 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 there's a B in there. He's oh, a bill. Yeah. He's a billionaire Billion. because of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he, so what he did was after he sold Casamigos, he flew in his 17 closest friends for a week of partying to his Lake Cuomo estate, which is obviously gorgeous in Italy. At the end of the weekend, he had like a big, t- you know, one of these big, long fucking, you know, like Gotham city tables where he had them all sitting around, you know, having a dinner. Yeah. At the end of the dinner, he had a bunch of attendants come up with suitcases and he put a suitcase in each front of them. And in the suitcase was a million dollars in cash for each one of his 17 closest friends. And he only had two, he had two rules that one, the taxes are paid. It's a million free and clear. Good and damn. two, all of you get it. If only all of you accept it, none of you can say no to the money. And some of his friends were, you know, other, you know, Hollywood actors or whatever. Yeah. But one of his friends was a fucking bartender at like, at like the Tuscaloosa airport. Like he was a fucking nobody. Holy you know, like, shit. He, he just like, he, he basically handed out $17 million in cash as a gift to his friends after he sold his business. And he's like, that was the most fun I ever had yeah. at a party was yeah. giving away $17 million in cash. You know, he's sitting there going like, none of you motherfuckers better say no, you pieces of shit. I'm tired of hawking drinks at the airport. Fuck all of you. <laughs> you know? one guy. <laughs> <laughs> fucking you fucking pieces of shit. Better say yes. Uh-huh. You know? <laughs> I mean, most of those guys are just normal guys, but some of them were wealthy. Because, but he's like, yeah, y'all have to take it. If one of you refuses, all of you can't get it. So everyone's like, all right, I guess we're taking $17 million from George Clooney. Can, yeah. can you, can you I mean, imagine? It's gotta, be weird. it's gotta be weird for them to have to bury the one person that said no <laughs> to <laughs> yeah, They all made 1.1 yeah. 1. $1 million because yeah. they killed the rest. <laughs> so, funny <laughs> stories yeah. about this trip. Uh, this is gonna be a yeah. good, they're gonna be a good tip to a great vigor somewhere in yeah. Italy at that point, right? Yeah. Ted's not coming back anymore. Ted's not <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. in yeah. Lake Good Cuomo. news, we're all a little richer. Yeah. Did, do y'all do y'all still buy uh, lotto tickets? Do y'all still buy them? Uh, yeah. Some time to time when uh, when you know when I want to have when I want to buy a dream for a dollar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's okay. I'm the same way, but I'm real weird about. Yeah, see, okay, okay, oh, you got them. It looks like yeah. you're blurring it out because of the background. Yeah. Thing. Like, you're, you're not going to see my numbers. Peter wouldn't let him do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, uh, I I I get weird about the lottery. I'm like, okay, it's a waste of money nine times that. Ninety nine point nine 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 times out of one hundred sixty million times yeah. is a waste yeah. of money. Oh, don't throw odds at me; it hurts my head. Um, but <laughs> but I'm weird about it to where I'll only buy one if it's over a hundred million. Yeah, yeah. Well, that that's that's how they get you too, dude. The, the bigger the pot, the more money they have coming in. It's actually kind of a poor tax. I thought about this because obviously, if you're worth a billion dollars, you're not bothering with lotto tickets. But if you're you know if you're working at the fucking mill, making you know eighteen bucks an hour. You want to get out of the mill, so you buy a lottery ticket. Yeah. So in a weird way, it's a little bit of a poor tax, but the key is not to spend too much money on them, right? Oh, no, it's, if you buy one ticket a week, yeah. that's fine. You're buying a little dream, you know, no big deal. Yeah. We all spend more on a fucking coffee nowadays, unfortunately. But if you, I know people back in fucking Ridgewood spending 50, 60, 80, 100 bucks a week on lottery tickets. Like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Like, you're yeah. not going to win enough to cover that loss. Like, you know, it put is- 99 of those dollars back in your pocket, buy one and move on. I was telling this story the other day about I went into a gas station and there was a dude in a full like business suit sitting there scratching a stack of scratchers. That's what it is. Dude, scratch offs are worse than fucking lotto tickets. Well, that's a little bit of a junkie fix. It's kind of like playing the the casino playing slots. Yeah. Yeah. Yo. All right. So this is actually then for both of you. And this blew my mind. And Burley, you live in this. And Randy being on the road. Racism. Retardation. Wait, what else? 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, what else can we cover? Yeah. We canceled the episode. Yeah. I'm going to fucking come back to work tomorrow. My door's going to be locked. I'm like, oh, shit. I did warn you. This was like free flow. I like it, man. I like it. Fellow Rangers. Uh, <laughs> so how crazy is it going to a gas station or like a convenience store and like they have slot machines right there? Like that's the thing that that's the thing about the South that blows my mind. Not in the South. Not not in my South. Not in Texas. Gambling's illegal here. We are very Christian, sir. Oh, still, that's right. You guys have to go to Oklahoma to get your. Yeah, your, we got to go to Oklahoma or Louisiana. Yeah, dude, I'm convinced that's the biggest reason the mafia doesn't exist anymore is because the government took over all their revenue sources. And the end. Let's let's be they honest. Making money off of liquor, right? And they made that legal back after prohibition. The, the state lottery replaced the, the Italian lottery. Uh, usury loans as payday lenders on every fucking corner, charging you two hundred percent a week. I mean, you know, the juice loans that they used to give out, all the shit that they used to make money off illegally. The government said, "Fuck that, we're going to make our cut," and they yeah. took over. Right? Yeah, drugs. But, I mean, half of the drugs are legal in this fucking country. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. It seems like a lot of the drugs are getting legalized as we as we move forward. Man, what do they fuck with now? Uh, it can't hunger. really be waste management. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what they do is they they actually operate a lot of the gambling sites that you have online. So like okay. a lot of the online gambling sites are, are run out of Panama and just owned by mobsters up in the Northeast. Okay. They make okay. a ton of money on that. And they also do a lot of stock scams. And I bet now crypto scams, man. I bet they're fucking crushing it, ripping people off on the, crypto. What were those things called? The pictures that you could buy for millions of dollars? What were those called? Oh yeah, the uh, NFTs. The NFTs, yeah. The biggest <laughs> jerk off investment of all time. Dude. Oh my. Dude, I could have told you that was worthless from the moment I saw it. I tried selling a NFT. I, I, have one, I've, I got one tweet that fucking, it, dude, it blew up. I mean, 17 million people saw it, almost a million likes. Um, it, was, it, was, it was something stupid about COVID. But somebody was like, yo, you should sell this as an NFT. And I go, well, how much? And they go, fuck it, make up a price. And I put it up for 50 grand. I was like. Did anybody talk to you about it? Like, uh, no, no, no. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that no, good of a tweet. That yeah. was my only experience with NFT. I had to look up what an NFT was in order to try to sell this fucking screenshot, this tweet. Dude, you know what? You know what a lot of these NFT guys were doing? It's a classic pump and dump, right? Because it's an un unregulated market. What they were doing was, oh, I would just, I would sign up, you know, I would put an NFT up, right? And then I would create two, you know, 25, 30, 50 dummy accounts and just put fake bids in to make it look like there was heat coming oh, onto this thing. Oh, shit. Then you get one real bidder, and then yeah. you stop bidding, and that asshole had to buy it. See, you're a fucking financial guy. Why aren't you rich right now? God damn it. You should have done that shit, fucking... Dude, he's living his dream as a broke no, comic. He, yeah, it man, sounds like he could have done this over I the weekend. If I wasn't in comedy, <laughs> it sounds like yeah. you could have drew a stick figure and did this over the weekend and been a fucking millionaire. <laughs> yeah, maybe... maybe. Listen, I, I'm going to go talk to my therapist about this after this fucking episode. It's like, right. What is my problem with not wanting money? It's I like, had no idea that's what they did. I was sitting there going like, there's a bunch <laughs> of retard rich kids out there fucking crushing life. Yeah. And it's also not... A, it's a legal to do that on the stock market it is not illegal to do that in crypto because there's no that's, who the fuck is regulating crypto nobody some russian bot that's who's fucking you know yeah. regulating it it's that all really it all goes back to putin right god damn <laughs> okay all roads, all roads lead back to that little fucking mutant out there in the, in the, in the tundra. Fuck it. i better watch my mouth he'll fucking send a hitman over dude we are listen Randy, on planet, I, I don't know if you know this me and and ralph are the biggest putin supporters that there are Oh, so really? just, no, no, I don't fucking know. I don't, I don't even vote, dude. I don't give a fuck. I can't, yeah. 
while I can't even leave the country. While I have this ready to rock. All right. What do we got here? You're gonna oh, love this. Oh, wow. Wait, wait, wait for the, the booties. These bitches wanna take it from me. Take it. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. Turn it up the beat on my headphones. Just a little bit. Yeah. Just a little bit. Yeah. White boy summer. I met a bad little shorty on the powder dance Getting to the bag like it was her only chance Rich bitch, known for nothing bands Said fuck it, then she went and made her only fans uh, Hot boy, white boy you gotta, summer you gotta Got give it to the guy I mean, the, the bars aren't bad, but God damn I mean, the bars are pretty terrible but yeah, I mean, I mean it, it, he, it, he, it, he threw in only right. fans That's a bunch of it, thick bitches <laughs> Yeah uh, listen, Burley, we're we're from New York. We know hip hop, dude. Yeah, like, that's not that's that not gonna cut. We're the In Houston, we got we got Paul Wall. Okay, all right. Paul Wall. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, Paul Wall's career went into a wall, a brick. <laughs> listen, dude. <laughs> what happened? Yeah, he's, he's who's Mike Jones? I don't know. No one knows where. Oh well, yeah, right he now. disappeared, but Paul Wall's still royalty down here. Let me tell you. Let me tell you, you guys fell off after fucking Scarface. Okay, that's it. Oh, Scarface, no, Scarface. Wrong. That's it. You don't yeah. remember? You don't remember Chameleonaire riding dirty? Remember that shit? Uh, fucking Bun, dude, I Bun B with Big Pimpin' with Jay Z, Bun B and Pimp C. From Texas, where's that fucking fat fuck? Uh, he's no, from he's from Sister Fuck Alabama or some shit. Okay, I don't know where he's from. <laughs> I don't know where he's from. I don't. He's I don't like Jelly Roll. He's from a small town called Incest, Alabama. Yeah, he's right. like <laughs> sister, sister fucker, sister fucker. The, the only, hey, yeah. the only place. Yeah, yeah. His whole town is buffets, apparently. Fucking, <laughs> have you seen his old lady? By the way, I'm sure she's hot. Stupid yeah. hot. Like been been with him when he was poor. Like yeah, stupid I don't know hot. About that. No, nah, I mean, yeah, he, I, look, I looked it up. Potential. That's the other thing. Listen, man, you know this. Come on, Burley. Women date potential, right? If they if they see you on the rise, they will they will hitch their wagon. God damn it! I got right? married. You know? I got married I mean, too that's early. A, that's a lot of musicians get <laughs> chicks before they're famous, right? It's like, oh, you know, he plays in a band, though. You know, it's like that's how comedians get laid. It's like, oh, you know, he made twenty people in a fucking dungeon laugh for ten minutes. Like that guy has something going for him. Oh Jesus Christ, dude! She is ridiculously hot. Yeah. Wow. Oh, really? yeah. I let her give me pink eye. <laughs> does, he outweigh, does he outweigh her by like uh, by ten to one? Like, what are we talking oh, about? Oh, ten to one, he easy. Like he flosses with her. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, however, however, I'm looking at a pic and it doesn't even look like she has fingernails. It looks like she has Wolverine claws. Uh, oh, great. oh, she's that I kind of girl for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what you're talking about. <laughs> I, that that look, I really don't like. It, it, it kind of scares me. No, you it's know, so you know that there's shit under those nails, right? How do they wipe? Oh yeah, she's a total piece. Yeah. <laughs> Total piece. I mean, I, w- I wouldn't let her jerk me off with those nails, but she's a total piece. Nah, dude. Right? Well, you know yeah. what? <laughs> well, Randy, if you ever wanted a vasectomy, uh, that's there right. You get a free vasectomy. Get a handy and a vasectomy all at once. That's two for one. So that's how she gets you. She slices them, and then she right. catches the stuff that's in your dick. Still, that's. Right. that's Could you imagine her fingering your butthole with that thing? Oh yes, I can. <laughs> yes, I can, sir. That's my whole thing. Yes, I can. You're Talk my... slow. I'm getting hard. Welcome to my world, motherfucker. <laughs> oh man. So you're bleeding from the rectum. Uh... Yeah, I, I <laughs> yeah, barely knew like... her, dude. I barely knew her. Fucking. <laughs> speaking speaking of mushrooms earlier, did y'all see that that story about the uh, the pilot who took mushrooms before trying to down the flight? What? Yeah, what dude. This? this dude Wait, fucking. Is this the rules. guy from London. 
Uh, I think the flight was, let me look at it. Alaskan Airlines. Yo, let me tell you. Greatest airline in the history of airlines. We're a big fan of Alaska too, Ralph. I, I gotta yeah. say, they they I went to Alaska recently to perform and oh, flew Alaska Air. It's fucking super nice, super convenient. The people are like it's it's like the exact opposite of Spirit Airlines. Well, dude, they are starved for people up there. If y'all go to Alaska, like they yeah, would love exactly. comedians up there. Just- yeah. But this is the thing though, Alaska flies all over between the West Coast and the East Coast. Mm. Um, and you can get it right out of JFK. Yo. So I was trying to go, I was supposed to do shows in San Francisco last month. And that was when New York got hit with that like fucking monsoon typhoon. Oh, yeah, yeah, flooded. Yeah. So I was stuck at JFK the entire day. My, my flight was supposed to leave at one o'clock. I got there at 11. I didn't leave till eight o'clock at night on no flight. Like I, I couldn't, like I missed my show. And it was like, you know what it's like when you have that one like anchor show for the whole trip? Oh, yeah. I had that. And of course it had to be Friday night. And it didn't pay for me to go for the other show. So yeah. I was like, and nothing stresses you out more too. At least me, man. Like if you're fucking cutting it, like, you know, the best part of my week is going to a show, especially yeah. on the road. And you're like, fuck, I'm looking forward to this gig. And like something fucks it up. You're like, God damn it, dude. Yeah. So I just, I told I just her, realized I told I'm a piece of shit, Ralph. I'm sorry. I was, I was in Vegas at Skankfest, just sending Ralph pictures. I'm like, how, look how much fun I'm having. And I didn't even, I saw all the flooding videos. I never even asked you, were you okay? I feel yeah, like an he, asshole. He, now. The he just sent a video of himself doing coke off a stripper's nipple. Yeah, I'm and, like, like, and you sit in the airport like an asshole. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, I was on, hey, uh, I was on uh, everything. Where are you? She's got two titties. Like, sorry, I'm, I can't make it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's no. okay. Why are you here? Were what you good? What are you in? Were you good for all that? I'm sorry, dude. My bad. Oh, dude, I'll always be fine. Man, I survived. <laughs> I survived her in New York by myself. I survived Hurricane Sandy, COVID, and whatever the fuck this was. Well, COVID uh, wasn't real, but anyways, fucking. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Yeah, but he was really locked in his apartment for fucking twelve months. Well, yeah, yeah, they fucked you. They, you, they, the disease didn't fuck you. The government did. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah. Thank the mayor. Was it the De Blasio that cocksucker? Oh. Oh, okay. Well, I've, I've, but, you mentioned right. that just now, and it fucking like, oh, I'm a piece of shit. I'm showing you, like, I'm hanging out with so and so and this guy, whatever. And you're just like, that's cool. You know? Great. I'll get there <laughs> in two days. Hopefully, yeah. the party's still going on. Listen, I'm never going to be that kind of dude to shit on somebody's parade like that. Like, fuck that. Just I, shoulder it. It's all good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. listen, the only thing I cared about, as long as my, my notebooks didn't get wet. Uh, my laptop didn't fry and my car didn't float away. That's yeah. it. That, that's well, that's the thing too. That I feel like there's a difference between jealousy and envy. Like jealousy, I feel like has a negative connotation. Like you don't want someone else to have that yeah. or, you know, you think you deserve it more than them. Envious in my, in my mind is like, Oh, I'm glad they have that. I want that too. There's right? a You're lot like, of, there's a lot like, of I'm envy okay, and stand I'm okay up. With that. Like, I'm glad I'm happy for their success. I can't wait for mine. I don't begrudge anyone their success, you know? Yeah. There's and a lot of envy in stand up for sure. I've heard it on yeah. my show. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I don't, that's the thing I don't get. Like, yo, there's enough work out there for everybody. Don't hoard it because it's yeah. bad fucking vibes in the universe, man. Like, that's that's the problem. People just don't, they don't get it. They don't see the bigger picture. My dad used to say this as a kid. He used to say, people miss the forest for the trees. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And that's I mean, honestly, I feel like that's a lot of the entertainment business and the people that you can tell are special 
are the ones that are going to go to the top because they want to collaborate. Anybody at the bottom, they're they're the envious, jealous types. They're they're fucking bickering and fighting, and it's like. Look at a guy like Matt Reif right now, right? People, some people are hating on Matt Reif and his success. And right. I knew Matt before he blew up, and he's, I know him now. He's a great guy, and I'm super happy for his success. But just because he's successful is not taking away from my success in any way. Yeah. In fact, if I think about it, the audience that he's bringing in are women who are fucking, you know, 17-year-old, oh. 18-year-old, 20-year-old girls that would never come see my show. Yeah. But because now he's introducing them to the comedy, they might go check out another comedy show. They might find me and actually might enjoy my shit. So there's, it's not like his success is by any means taking money out of my pocket, you know. Yeah, like for sure. And 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 I've I've talked about Matt Reif on this on this show a thousand times, and I and I'll preface it with this is not like me shitting on the guy. His he's amazing at the crowd work stuff, right? Yeah, I think that that. Okay, I'll ask you all this: Do you think that's going to kind of fuck him up? Because that's that's the one thing it could it could. Okay, but what, it, what it really was going to do is is going to just. It kind of, and I've seen it, you know, like sometimes he wants to get into some of his material and he just can't because they're talking to the crowd and they keep talking to him. So it kind of, it kind of forces him to like shoehorn in the stuff he wants to talk about uh, because the crowd is so demanding that they give him what they, what they think they want out of him. And you know, he, like he's he comes, easily like, like Larry, the cable guy is now going to always be Larry, the fucking cable yeah, guy. He'll he's fucked be Dan yeah. Whitney again because he can't, yeah. no one wants to see him as Dan Whitney, you know, and, and that's a little bit of a shame. So I'm, well, I'm just hoping at the that, same you know, time, Dan you know, Whitney also, I'm <clears throat> sorry, Larry the Cable Guy also got him in a Pixar movie, and he's rich beyond yeah. our wildest dreams, right? Oh, I mean, he so, made more, he made more money out of all than all those fucking blue collar guys in the end. But it's all said. Oh, and done. 100. When's the last time you saw old Jeff Foxworthy? I mean, yeah, yeah Jeff might be a redneck. If yeah, I mean, <laughs> a mistake. Jeff Foxworthy is probably worth 150, 200 million dollars. But Dan Whitney's worth three times that, five times that. I mean, he's worth, oh, you know, probably half a billion. I mean, it's Ooh. incredible. He plays like the Oklahoma Sooners fucking, uh, or, you know, uh, like arena, which is like 110,000 people. Like, no, you yeah. know, Jeff Oxford ain't, ain't selling out the fucking the Texas Dome or whatever the fuck. You know I'm, what? I got to tell you then, to pick up off of that, because we were talking about fame and success. That's the level I think you and I would, I would love to get to, where you're doing maybe a show a month, but it's a fucking arena like that. Like that would be, that would be cool. But I would still like to be in the clubs every night, man. Cause I like the, I like club shows like that. The environment of being in a club. Like I feel like even if I was as big as Dan Whitney or Joe Rogan, I'd still be doing the, the, the fucking Hollywood improv, you know, if they gave yeah. me a spot. Cause I like, I like comedy clubs. It's just and a, and a lot of those guys still pop into those small clubs. Oh yeah. Right? They, yeah. A ton of yeah. Them do. yeah um, just to, like work out. Like you know, work stuff out. But like, yeah. I think in terms of like paying gigs, oh for sure, like to to oh, to, yeah. to hit your payday, like yeah. doing something like that. That's unnecessary callback. No, yeah, you're right. Jeff Jeff Dye was saying one time to me on the road, he's like, he's like, dude, it'd be great to like be a you know like a big arena comic. He's like, but I would still do like an evening with Jeff Dye type of show at a 300 seat comedy club and just charge five hundred dollars a ticket so only your most loyal fans go. Yeah, like do an hour show and then I'll do the meet and greet, you know, and you guys could pay extra for the meet and greet. And I'll just hang out at the club is like, you know, and if $500 a seat, the money, you know, is, is going to still be meaningful, you know, like it's still going to be whatever it was. Let's that fucking, but, you know, $150,000. I mean, like, it's, you know, the, the numbers add up. So. I can't imagine what they get paid a night. That's got to be nuts. Oh, like, dude, Sebastian Maniscalco won't leave his ha- house for less than a half a million dollars. I'm sure. That's nuts. Yeah. And he's not even top of the fucking pile. That's yeah. wild. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I would, I would bet Dave's making thirty to fifty million a year just touring easily. But what, what? 
going back to what you were saying though, like it seems like the new trend that's coming up is these specials being filmed in like three to 500 seaters. No, I, I do feel that. I feel like it's going back to sort of the, uh, the grittiness of the club because yeah. you, you, that's, that's really where comedy all started, right? The, sort of the, you know, the comedy sellers of the world, right? Like, you know, 200 seats, low, cramped, dark, you're in there. Like the lacquer bounces off the walls. The vibe in there is hard to, I mean, I've been to shows, you know, I've been to, you know, Bill Burr at the garden and I've been to fucking, you know, I saw him at the cellar when he was a nobody. And the vibe is just different. Like, like, and, and I think capturing that on film for a special translates better than doing it in a big arena show. I yeah. really do. I, I yeah. agree with that fully. Yeah. Yeah. I think you want to do it in a fucking kill box. You don't yes. want to go anywhere. Like, and then, and then I think, I think doing arenas in like these big shows, it feeds the ego. Yeah. And it feeds your wife. The ego, because as a, as a, as an artist, you know, that those little tinier rooms, that's where you're going to get the biggest pops. Cause oh, you're yeah. going to be able to feel it. And it's the energy. It's people sitting next to each other. It's the booze, the sweat, the fucking broken yeah. ace. What happens in the room, right? You hear, you hear table 14 talk and you get involved with it, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. That yeah. just does not happen at an arena. It can't happen. No. Do yeah. you, okay. Do y'all remember? I mean, we got to wrap up here in a couple of minutes, but do y'all remember your first crowd interaction that just like fucked you up? And they did, did you know what to say first time or did you just fight through it or, or like what? Like, Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll go first. For me, it was weird. Like, uh, uh, you know, coming up, a lot of crowds didn't talk back to me. One because I feel, like, and I, you know, a, a friend of me, a friend of mine, another comic in Boston, told me, he's like, yeah, who the fuck's gonna talk to you? Like, like the bouncer, they're gonna come off stage. And I get, oh, hold on, but uh, hold on. Let me let me preface like somebody was disrupting or something, or talking or some shit. Did you do you call them out? Uh, the only time I call them out is is. If they're talking amongst themselves, I just talk louder. That's actually the okay, worst okay. type of crowd member, in my opinion, Ralph. I don't know if you agree. Like, if they're drunk and they're talking amongst themselves at the table, that's distracting. But if they're talking to me, or if I'm talking to them and they respond back to me, that's fine. It's when they're just when they're they're not paying attention to the show and they're interrupting the tables around. And that's when I get a little annoyed. And what I tend to do there is I'll just speak louder. And if they keep going, I'll say, "Hey, is everything all right?" And they'll oh, just, yeah. oh fine. Well, they'll, they'll, then they'll respond. Then I'll work with that. Then you play with that. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I play with that. But that's what that's what that's why I like drunk girls in a bachelor party. They're the worst because they're the ones talking to each other the most. You know. Yeah. It's yeah. never it's never the drunk guy yelling at you while you're on stage. That's easy to handle, in my opinion. It's when they're talking amongst themselves and distracting the people around them that it gets hard to deal with. I I've had to check myself. Uh, I, I guess only one time I had to check myself. I got obliterated and then went to go see Jim Norton. Oh, he'll fuck you up. Saying, well, uh, no, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't. Uh, I was just like, fucking do chip, you know, just fucking. And then I, I realized yeah. like I'm being that guy. God damn it. I got to stop, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, he did uh, obliterate somebody that was not far from me doing the same shit. I was like, okay, I, should, I shut the fuck good. up. You know? <laughs> yeah. The scope missed your head. Good. <laughs> yeah. No shit. Yeah. That's my biggest fear is being that fellow. I don't want to be the, I don't want to be the uh, Instagram clip. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what about you, Ralph? What was the weirdest shit? You, like, what's your most difficult fucking proud person to handle? So I've had, I've had two. I'll tell you two different stories. Um, one to li- piggyback off of what Burley said. This guy is now going to be an Instagram clip now that I got my new laptop. <laughs> nice. Uh, 
So I was at actually I was up in and uh, up by you. I was up in Providence back in oh. uh, August. I was doing a show at the George. It's a fucking great place. If you ever go back home and you want to, yeah, yeah, spot, I definitely want to go back to Providence. Yeah, because uh, that dude is cool as shit. Um, but there was a dude on a date, and he was so fucked up. The girl did not want to be there anymore, and you could visibly see it. He got them pizza. Didn't. Couldn't find the place. Didn't realize that they put the pizza. You know, like how they have the pizza on the top and then they have it like on the tray where they bring it out. Yeah. 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 The tray over the plates. The guy couldn't find the plates. There's hot steaming pizza and he's pulling it off and holding it in his hand, trying to eat a hot slice while talking <laughs> to her sitting in the front row right in front of me. And so I just kept ripping him the entire <laughs> Time. Well, he had that one coming, man. I mean, oh. when, when you put that, when you put that kind of fucking mischief up front, yeah, you know, <laughs> yo, let me tell you, this is the best part. After the end of the show, you do the meet and greet, try to get the follows. Hey, what up? What up? What up? Uh, one of the other comics that was on the show came up to me and he, and he goes, "Hey, that girl that was with the guy, she wanted me to give you this." And I go, "Oh, what?" And he goes, "Oh, she, this is her number." There you go. Wants to fuck you. <laughs> Nice. I was like, all right. Yeah, there's a lot of that. Yeah, you, yeah. Comics will tell you how scandalous women are that that are have husbands or boyfriends. They're fucking. Oh, dude, you look the other way. They like this as foul as we do, fellas. Be warned. What are they, they called? Chuckle fuckers. Chuckle fuckers, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sometimes you date him. I don't know. It's crazy. Sometimes <laughs> you marry him twice. <laughs> he said twice. Nice. Fucking uh, the silver, the silver, the the fucking yeah, the silver exactly. box, man. It's Randy, great. I've got two so, questions for you, but I want you to hit your plugs real quick before wait, I yeah. uh, Every Wednesday, you can hear me on, the, on my podcast, the Race Up Low podcast. I'll definitely have both you boys on if you ever come out to LA or Hell if I'm yeah. out by you. I'll get a little, a little road set up going. Let's do it. Um, and then you can find me on Instagram at Randy Valerio. Same on Twitter. Uh, if you want to see my road dates, go to jeffdie.com. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on my website, but they'll all be, be mostly the same dates. Uh, where am I next? I think I'm in Portland before Christmas and then Denver for New Year's. I got some local shows in November here. I'm trying to think what I got at the end, but I can't think of it. Just follow me at, at Randy Valerio on Instagram. That's where all the dirt goes down. You'll see all the podcast clips. You'll know where I'll be next. All that good stuff. Hell yeah. yeah. Ralph, where can people find you, brother? Right there. Just look at the name. Ralph the Mouth 81. TikTok, Instagram, and um, Twitter. Follow me. Uh, website, RalphTheMouth.com. All my dates are go all basically through IG. So just follow me there. And outside of, I got a bunch of local shows, November, December, uh, December, I'm headlining laugh it up in Poughkeepsie with my boy, Joe Hill. So, nice. uh, yeah, come on back. It's a homecoming show, baby. Got a whole new hour. Hell yeah. And if you've been following me and you know what happened over this last year, uh, you know, I got the, I got those flames, man. <laughs> so shit's happening. Somebody's getting fucking torched and it ain't me. <laughs> All right. So before I kick into these, Ralph, you, you're about to ask a question. I, I fucked up. <laughs> oh, it's all good, man. Yo, it's it's uh, it's a fun episode, man. Uh, no, you were asking when was the first time before about having a heckler moment. And uh, it was I'd been on stage like maybe four or five times. And this girl I was doing a show was up in Albany and this girl came down the aisle to go to her seat fucking wasted and goes gong gong boo she thought it was the apollo suck. the sandman was gonna come out or what yeah sandman came out with that hook i would have hooked her fucking ass <laughs> to shoot the fuck up. <laughs> Yo, 
I looked at her and she had one feather, one earring, and it was just one giant feather. And I was like, you can, you're telling me to shut up. You look like Pocahontas's retarded sister. Okay? Nice. Stop nice. It. Stop nice. It. I go look at you. You got Velcro shoes on. You got Velcro. Didn't your parent aren't your parents around anymore? Did they not teach you how to tie your shoe? And that was it. And that was the first time that I had a heckler. It was also the first time I ever drank before a show. And uh, I've never, I've never had any alcohol before a show ever since. Really? Oh wow! Yeah. Well, at least you handled it well that one time. Yeah. Well, hey man, listen, I, I get high as a fucking kite. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we all have our different pre-show rituals. Yeah, Oof. there's no way I'm getting on stage without a couple of drinks. God damn it. Okay, Randy. On this show, I always ask the guests two questions. I, I preempted you to this. Like, it's the yeah. rage and pillage questions. Ra- rage meaning party, pillage meaning stealing. What's your favorite party story of raging that can't get you in trouble today? <laughs> can't get you in trouble today. That's that's the hard one that can't get me in trouble. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I mean, I've done, you know, I was in college in a fraternity, so that all those are fucking mayhem. Um, but probably my, <laughs> my, my favorite rage story is I went on three bachelor parties and never did the wedding. No <laughs> my, shit. My own bachelor party. <laughs> Called the wedding off like five weeks before the uh, before the the actual event. Smart man. Uh, we went to Costa Rica for a week. Uh, I don't have to explain to you guys what Latin America is like. I'm sure but from the looks of the two of you, I'm sure you've been down there before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I live there. I'm in Houston. I forgot to tell you. Yeah, uh, that is we, Latin America. We went to the gated villa for a week, and we brought the party to us. Let me say, nice. So it was it was it was a, a river of of. You know, beautiful Latin women, which was nice. When did it start um, snowing in Latin America? Goddamn. Yeah, no shit, man. I mean, <laughs> listen, it was part of the package. Mm-hmm. Right? It, was, it was all inclusive, and they didn't and they didn't specify. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> all, all straws included. Hell yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, so that that was always fun. I mean, you know, there's a lot of rage stories where we got into trouble, but uh, I won't. I, like you said, I don't want to. I don't want to get. Others were involved, and I don't, I don't want to reveal who they are because if I say what period of time it was in my life, it'd be pretty. Oh yeah, uh, for sure, what for crew sure. I was rolling with, um, and then in terms of pillaging, well, yeah, we, the pillage. I got. I always have to explain it again. Let me do the 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 precursor, brother. <laughs> All right. Pillage. Everybody's stolen something, whether it's fucking chapstick from your mom's purse or land from the Palestinians. Fucking everybody stole <laughs> everybody stolen something. Fucking <laughs> fucking uh, uh what's what's your favorite stealing story that can't get you in trouble today, brother? All right, well I got two. So uh one in general, and this continues to this day. Uh so you have to catch me to, to, to for it to count, but uh, <laughs> whenever I do self-checkout, I steal something because I don't work for free. You know, that that's just Fucking, you know, and I don't steal a lot, you know, but if I'm in CVS, I get a little extra yogurt, you know, or, a, you know, or a, you know, a pack of gum on top of that. Cause if I'm, I'm spending 30 seconds. I'm getting my fucking end. Um, so that's, that's, <laughs> that's some low level fucking thievery. But, that, but, but to be fair, all the retailers bake that into their numbers. It's still more profitable for them to have a customer steal every time they do self checkout than pay an employee a living wage. 100%. Uh, so wow. Shut yeah. the fuck up. Fuck them. Um, but a, a real thievery source. When I was uh, like, but from like 11 to 13, uh, and this is, so I'm, you know, I'm 40 years old now. So this is back from like 94 to 97. Uh, me and a buddy of mine had an internet theft ring where we would go into AOL chat rooms, run a program that my buddy developed. I would run this program overnight and we would steal people's 
login information, but then also get their credit card information and use that to buy shit online and send it to uh, our neighbor's houses. And we would just wait outside during the summertime and say, oh, that's my, that's my aunt. I'll sign for it. So we still, I don't know how many pairs of Timberland boots, Palm Pilots, all this shit. And the reason I can talk about that, Burley, is because one, the internet, the internet crime act hadn't been written yet. That was like 96 or 97 when that came out. So it wasn't even a crime what I was doing yet. There was no such thing as identity theft. No one thought about this stuff yet. And certainly no one thought a 12 year old was doing it. Damn. Uh, and two, the statute of limitations is up, baby. Seven years. This is fucking 25 years ago. So. I was just in there probably jerking off to some 40 year old guy thinking it was a chick. And he's going ASL, <laughs> ASL. Yeah. yeah, yeah, ASL, motherfucker. Yeah, and God damn it, you're making money. I, I'm a retarded person. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. So you that's win. my story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> that, that's that's top tier. That Ralph had a pretty I'll, crazy one that we had to cut off the show because names and everything were. <laughs> fucking named, but oh, it was it was well, those are the best stories that you have to cut out always, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, God damn when we go off camera, I'll tell you. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's good <laughs> shit. <laughs> Dude, it's a fucking yo. No, no, no. Save like, it for God. my podcast and we'll leave out the names. I'll have my I'll have, I have an in studio producer, I'll have him bleep it all out while you oh, this here. guy's got a an Asian oh, boy oh, that no. does shit for him. Yeah. Shit. Yo, <laughs> yo, I know his story. He was on Epstein Island. <laughs> Is, you ever heard of the Lolita Express? Yeah, it was him, Billy Clinton, Prince Andrew, yeah. Jeffy, and, uh, yeah. and Ralph the Mouth. We had our own I, I cool handshake. Was like, I was the one who said, you know what you should do? You should pierce your dick, dude. Chicks dig this. <laughs> you were the one who told Bill to come on her dress? Dude, you should I'm totally just, come on the dress. For, that was like, what better way to do it than the Oval Office? It's so obvious, and no one will ever see it. Dude, I know, dude, I almost once bought a watercolor painting of Bill Clinton sniffing a cigar. <laughs> Just because it was such a funny idea. <laughs> See, the, the thought of Bill Clinton's Prince Albert makes me laugh so much. That's the name of the episode. That's the name of the episode. Bill Clinton. Prince Albert? Yeah, that's the name of the episode. Yeah. We can't talk that. We got to end it there. Yeah, we're ending it here. Fellas, thank y'all so fucking much for being on. It's been a goddamn okay, blast. All right, dude, guys, I had so much fun. Thank you so much for having me. Love you guys. Thanks. Thanks. Check me out. Thank, I'll come back anytime you guys want. This was a blast. Hell yeah, Hell dude. Yeah. Fucking uh, everybody follow these two fucking these two fucking guys over here. Fucking yeah. <laughs> talk to y'all later. Hell yeah. Thanks, guys. Peace. And if you don't know, now 